Hey everybody, we're back. Uh, I've got Tommy Robinson with me from Grace Chapel, Madison. My name is Tyson Taylor, and I, I'm with Lakeside Presbyterian Church in Brandon, Mississippi. And what we're doing is we're having a conversation about what uh, what's going through the mind of pastors and churches and sessions and leaders as we ponder what it might be like to begin to open up again after spending what feels like two months now in this uh, quarantine pandemic. Uh, and so, so Tommy, we, we've had a lot of discussions so far about what it looks like to, to come back and have a worship service. I know what a lot of churches are thinking about now is when do you start considering uh, these other parts of the life of the church? And let me just give some answers there or some, uh, some examples there. Choir. Uh, when, when do you have choirs? When do you have youth groups, children's ministries? When do you have a nursery? When do you have summer camps? When do you have uh, VBSs, for instance? Uh, have y'all spent some time thinking through that as a church, as Grace Chapel? Uh, we have, and, uh, and and our answer has changed as we thought through it. You know, and it probably will again. Well, you know, it's smaller groups. And so we're like, hey, these things will be back up and running before worship uh, is back the way it was. And, and as we've sort of gotten more into it and thought more about it, we realize, no, they're not. Um, you know, Sunday school, uh, we're still doing that via Zoom and, and teleconference and some things like that. But... You know, piling a bunch of people into a smaller room is just asking uh, to violate all of the, the procedures and the policies that we're putting in place. Uh, youth ministry, a, a lot's being done via Xbox and, and via online, and yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's tough. Uh, and, and we don't really know uh, when we're going to be back to those things. Yeah, you know, what we've started with is, is you know, what is essential in the church? You know, how do you know what what a church has to do to be a church. And, and it's hard to look at worship in one hand and go, okay, it's essential to, to do worship and to, and to gather as the church and to lift high the name of Jesus and to gather around the word of God and to have the sacraments and then to look at youth ministry and see, seem to say, well, that's not essential. I mean, it's kind of a, it, it's a weird look to give youth ministry because we all support it and love it. And it's hard to look at the choir and say, listen, sorry, it's just not essential. And this whole idea of like, okay, we, we've got this church in Washington State that's had this high infectious rate. And it came from the gathering of the choir. And, and there's this idea that when you're singing, are you projecting more of, of the particles that, that have contagions in it? Uh, and I think you had said it leading up to this when we were talking off camera, something along the lines of, this really is an issue of life and death. And it's... And there, so there's some people who look at us and go, oh, you're just being scared, you know. But, but on the other end, you're kind of going, what do you say to the pastor who takes no precautions and, and, and calls people back into unsafe things and people die? Yeah, you know, I think that the guiding principle in all this, and I'm sure y'all probably had the same thing at Lakeside when you first went to suspending in-person worship is, we're doing this because we love you, yeah. because we care for you. And so the the slow and measured approach to beginning back in-person worship, it's, it's not that we enjoy preaching to an empty chapel or an empty sanctuary. Mm -hmm. um, I miss reading people's faces as I'm saying things, but it's, it's that we love our people, and so we want to be able to provide as safe a space as we can for them as, as they come back to worship. And it's just... Like we've hit on, there's a lot more to think about than we ever thought we would consider. And I think there's a um, there's a grieving in the church right now for the loss, um, not just of the worship service, but for the loss of the connections in your Sunday school classes and the the loss of your connection in your choir and and, and whatever else. You, you know, the fact that, that there's probably some children's director who's worked already to prepare a VBS 
And now, you know, they're finding out they're not going to be able to do it or the summer camps are all going to be canceled. Yeah. And, and they're, they're looking at guys like you and me and pastors and going, hey, am I going to be able to do this in June? And, you know, I guess the an- best answer we can give right now is, well, if I had to make the decision right now, no. Yeah. But, but as we've talked about, the it, 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 situation keeps changing. The goalposts keep moving. Yeah, I said to somebody when this whole thing started, it's, it's, if I know I'm setting out to run 13.1 miles, I, I can do that. But if you just tell me, hey, run until I tell you to stop, that's a whole different thing. And, and so, you know, we're moving things back. We're planning things. Hopefully we don't have to, to move the date. But unfortunately, those things are just, they're having to be moved and postponed and sometimes canceled. Man, hindsight's twenty twenty, but it's hard to know what the future holds with some of these things. Um, I, I love the, the cliche that we talk about all the time. You know, I, I don't know what the future holds, but I know who holds the future. Uh, I guess there's some comfort in God's sovereignty and all this. But uh, uh, we're going to need a lot of wisdom. And, and luckily, we make these videos for the sake of our congregations. You're watching this with us. Um, we're going to process this as we go. And uh, uh, anyway, we love you. Thank you for watching. Thank you.